Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Let's open up our Bibles to John chapter 9. I was about to say Mark chapter 2, but that was earlier this morning at Ignite Church. I preach on Mark chapter 2. John chapter 9. And if you didn't read your Bible this week, we have you covered because we're going to cover about 11 verses. Is that all right? 11 verses. You don't have to read your Bible. We're covering it right here. 11 verses. No, go home and read your Bible as well. And it says, and as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the task assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. But while I'm here in this world, I am the light of the world. Then he spit on the ground, made mud with saliva and spread mud over the blind man's eyes. He told them, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. So the men went and washed and came back seeing. Verse 8, his neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, isn't this the man who used to sit beg, sit and beg? Some said he was and others said, no, he, he just looks like him, but... The beggar kept saying, no, I am the same one. They asked, who healed you? What happened? He told them, the man they called Jesus made mud and spread it over my eyes and told me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash yourself. So he went and washed and now I can see. Uh, The title to today's message, if you're watching in online, I want to give the title to today's message. And the title to today's message is, I I didn't see this coming. I didn't see, look at the person next to you, tell them, I I didn't see this coming. Now look at the person on the other side, look at them on six feet across the church and say, I didn't see this coming if you're watching online you can type that in the comment section i didn't see this coming it's interesting that we're talking about a blind man i didn't see this coming i want to read one more verse for our church today it's first corinthians chapter 13 verse 12. it says we don't see things clearly we're squinting in a fog peering through a midst a mist But it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then, see it all clearly, as good as God sees us, knowing him directly just as he knows us. I didn't see this coming. Can we pray together? Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, that we get to still have the opportunity to come together as a church community. Lord, your presence just manifests itself in a special way. 
when we come together. We pray, Lord God, that as, as I share this word with your congregation, Lord, that our hearts may be open to receive this word from you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone says, amen. Come on, can we give God just another shout of praise in this room? Um, uh, how, how many parents do we have in the house? If you're a parent, can you raise your hand? Let me see your hand. Real, real, let me see. You. I, I can see you through the lights. If you're a parent, you know, and, and this is amazing because uh, statistically, half of y'all didn't see that coming. It's true. I mean, you didn't think you were going to hear this in church, right? Statistically, it's about 45% of people that have pregnancies. They're unplanned, which means that uh, we didn't see this coming. We, someone said that's a fact. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, we didn't see this coming, and I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm part of that, that group as well when it comes to, to, to my mom, because till this day, my mom will say she didn't see Reuben coming. She didn't see his pregnancy coming. She'll swear, like, you guys have heard the story. He is the immaculate conception. She don't know how he happened. Like, I'm, I, and I'll be honest with you. She's not the only one that didn't see him coming. We didn't see him coming. My father, didn't see, she didn't see him. He didn't see him coming either. Like, I want to be, like, I want to, I want you to put, I want to put you in my shoes real quick. I want to show you that we were a family for seven years without Reuben. My mother's going to send me text messages later. Why are you doing that to your brother? You shouldn't be putting him out there like that. Like, can I, can I show some of the pictures? Can we, do we have those pictures? Look at this. We were brothers. It was me, Raul. Look at this. And as you can still see, 30 years later, I'm still the best looking. Come on, somebody. We were an entire family without Reuben. Look at this. For seven years. My, and then 1994 came. And according to my mom, she woke up pregnant. Oh, come on, she didn't see that coming. She didn't see that coming, and we didn't see it coming either. We didn't think that we were going to have more kids. And let me tell you, my father didn't see it coming because for nine months, my father thought it was going to be a girl. And if you were raised in a Christian home, you prophesied that. So every morning, my, fa my father already named her. It's the truth. I'm being honest. My father named her. My father already was picking out the clothes. My father wanted his daughter. My father was like, I can't wait for Rubina, Rubina to come to this world. I can't. I'm praying and he's praying. And nine months, he's in the hot. Uh, he's, he's, he's about to bring in his daughter. And boy, was that a surprise. Boom. There goes Rubin. 1994. Oh, he didn't see that. He didn't see that coming. Didn't see this coming, and it usually communicates when we say we didn't see this coming that this wasn't part of the plan. This wasn't what I was planning my life to look like. I wasn't planning on having no kid at this time, at this place, at this age. Until this day, I'll tell you, my mother will tell you, man, he was an immaculate conception porque nosotros no estábamos, sabe. But what if we would go a little bit deeper? March 15th, 2020, they're saying that COVID has taken the lives of thousands, and we didn't see that coming. Oh, they're saying that we have to now 
Uh, we have to quarantine and businesses are shutting down 2020. Oh, we didn't see. March, March 15th, we didn't see this coming. Now we have to quarantine. Now we have to uh, 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 figure things out. Now, all of a sudden, I'm a parent, but I got to become a teacher. The schools are shutting down. And now we have to do learning from home. Like, wait a minute. Now I got to actually be a parent. What's going on? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking for some of y'all. But some of y'all, I'm just showing. We didn't see this. We didn't see this coming. Like, right? We didn't see this coming. Like, I, I didn't see that happening in, in March. I didn't see. And then all of a sudden, you know, the death of George Floyd sends this country in a riot and there's racism and there's prejudice and there's also uh, sides being chosen and, and, and all of a sudden they're rioting and there's protesting and we, don't, can't, we can't tell the difference sometimes and, and sometimes what we have is just division and separation and we're like, wait, 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 this wasn't supposed to happen. Like, I didn't see this coming. Like, oh, wait, let's take it deeper than, than in Kuha where... Woo! Vision 2020. We can't wait for God to unfold what he has for Kuhau. And all of a sudden, oh, now, oh, we can't meet at the school because they're shutting schools down. And we didn't see that coming. Oh, we have to do online. Okay, so we're going to jump on online. We're going to get the camera, get that everything. Get real, right? Do you know how to do cameras? No. But okay, you got 30 minutes to become a professional cameraman. Oh, we didn't see that coming. Oh, 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 people who we were doing life with for years all of a sudden move and leave and, and we didn't see that. People are coming into our lives and we, we're just trying to figure it out, but we didn't see, we didn't see that coming. Well, oh, oh, we got a, we got a new location. Woo! We didn't, we didn't see that coming. We have a new time, 11 o'clock, now it's 4 o'clock. We didn't see that coming. See what... My mom did not see coming in an unplanned pregnancy manifested the life of Reuben. See, because sometimes God's blessings are packaged in the form of, a, of something you didn't see coming. See, what my mom didn't see coming is that in the life of Reuben, he would be the one to graduate high school and also uh, go to become a Christian and serve God, but also go to a Christian college and get a psychology degree and also become a pastor and also become a counselor to many. See, she didn't see the unplanned pregnancy coming, but she also didn't see what that unplanned pregnancy would manifest. I didn't see this coming, but sometimes... What we really don't see coming is what manifests outside or what manifests, what manifests outside of what, caused, what catches us by surprise. I didn't see this coming, and I want you to write this down. I, I, want, I want you to write this down, that God will package your miracle in the form of a mess. Ooh. Oh! That was so good. I wish I had an organ player. See, sometimes God will package your miracle in the form of a 
of a mess. Sometimes God will package your blessing in the form of a burden. Sometimes God will package your destiny in the form of a disruption. When you look at the life of this blind man, let's be honest, his miracle was packaged in a mess. Did you catch it? Did you catch that this blind man's miracle was packaged and given to him in the form of spit and dirt? Ooh, ooh. And this blind man's blessing came in the form of a, of a burden. John chapter 9, it says, then he spit on the ground. And can I tell you something? And he made mud out of dirt. And you know how much spit it takes for you to make mud out of dirt? Am I preaching to somebody today? Your miracle may come packaged in the form of mud. And, I, and I'm, I'm looking at this moment and I'm just saying to myself, like, I'm, like, like God, do you know how gross spit is? Like, like, you know, like spit is one of those things that it is so uh, disgusting that spit lives in your mouth. But the moment it comes out of your mouth, you will never put it back into your mouth. Like, there's some of us that you rather, men know what exactly what, like you rather get punched in the face than get spit on. Anybody know what I'm talking, you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather get punched in the face, but you spit on me. Oh, it's on. It's generations upon, I will go after your kids. Like, you spit on me. It's disrespectful. I'd rather you punch me. Like, don't you, like, don't you dare. But the Bible says that Jesus, like, I don't even like the sound of spit. Like, someone could make me a sandwich, and then they go, while they're making me a sandwich, I'm like, forget the sandwich. That was an Eddie Murphy joke, but that was a funny Eddie Murphy joke. And I, I'm just like, Jesus, why is it that you can't use something else? See, like, Jesus performed many miracles. In this particular miracle, what Jesus does is that Jesus turns his spit combined with dirt into mud. And I just keep asking myself, why is it that Jesus wants to use spit and dirt? Like, Jesus, this is the time where you can just perform the miracles that you've performed before. Like, there's many people that receive their sight without spit going on their face. Like, don't get me wrong, I want the miracle. I want my destiny. I want my purpose, but I just don't want the mud. And then I look at Jesus performing miracles on other people, and I'm just like, why you didn't spit on them? Like, you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like, oh my God, they got their marriage together, but Jesus didn't spit on them. They got their promotion in their job, but Jesus didn't spit on them. They got their prophecy, but Jesus didn't spit on them. They got their promise, but how come you ain't spitting on him? Why you ain't spitting on them? Why you got to Why? Like, I want the miracle. I just don't want the mud. I want the blessing. I just don't want the burden. Don't get me wrong, Jesus. I want... Don't, I want the promise. I want it. I, I want what you want for me. I just don't want the process. I, I want 
the answer. I just don't want the inconvenience. I want the calling. I just don't want the chaos. I want the mission. I just don't want the mayhem. I want God's will for my life. I just don't want God's way of doing it. And sometimes God is preparing your miracle, but the ingredients that he uses to develop your miracle is a little messy. And so he spits on the ground and he turns what seems like dirt and spit into the package of this man's healing. See, what if, what if, hear me, Christ uncensored, what if, what if your rejection was the mud that God was using for your miracle? What if that divorce was the mud that God was using for your miracle? I know this is going to sound crazy, but what if, that, what if that abuse was the mud that God was using for your miracle? What if you getting fired at the most inconvenient time was the mud that God was using for the miracle? What if you experiencing a failure or a loss is God just putting the spit and dirt together so that you can receive your healing, so that you can receive your breakthrough? What if COVID-19 was the mud that God is using to build up and create the greatest outpouring of God's love this world has ever seen? Come on, somebody ought to give God a shout of praise in this house. God, why you got to use the mud for my life? See, this man experiences miracle through very inconvenient ingredients. A very disgusting recipe. Like, I wouldn't have done my breakthrough that way. I would have done my breakthrough a lot different. And, and we got to go to the verses before because in the verses before you'll see uh, the disciples, they're asking about this blind man. And the question that they pose is, hey, Jesus, how come this blind man is blind? Was it because of his parents' sins or was it because he sinned? Now, notice the question, why was he born blind? In other words, that he was born blind. In other words, he was born blind. So was it his sins? It couldn't have been his sins because he was born blind. But if you understand ancient Jewish thought, they believed, let me give you some context, they believed that this was possible. They believed that life started in the womb, that purpose began in the womb, that hope began in the womb. That God's grace began in the womb. That's what they believed. And so many times scholars or rabbis would argue of the fact or argue about the idea whether sin begins in the womb. Because if life begins in the womb, then sin could possibly happen in the womb. And so is it because he sinned? Is it, is it his sins? Is it his fault? Is it his? Is he just simply paying for the consequences of his decisions? Or is he paying for the consequences of his parents' decisions? I think sometimes we ask Jesus the wrong question, but I thank God for 
the grace of Jesus that even when we ask the wrong question, he knows where our heart, the answer that our heart needs to hear. I'm like, you're asking, you're with Jesus and you're asking such a silly question. He's about to perform a miracle and you're asking a silly question. But even when we ask God silly questions, he gives us the answer that we need to hear. And I love this answer because he says, no, this didn't happen because he sinned or his parents. And let's look at verse 1 and 2. He says, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his sins or his parents' sin? Look at, he says, this happened. Someone shout, this happened. Someone shout, this happened. He said, this happened. So the... He said, this happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. I want you to write number two down. Number two, write this down. God will use your weakness for his glory. I'm about to go play this piano again. I'll tell you, man. God will use, I didn't see that coming, that God can use my weakness for his glory. I didn't see, I, didn't, I can't, I didn't see, I, I couldn't see that in my weakness that God could still get glory. I didn't see that coming. Oh, this happened. See, I want you to understand something because many times we want God, the miracle of God in our lives and we want the blessing of God in our lives and we want our destiny to manifest. But if you would understand that God's glory, God's, if you would understand that your miracle is not about your glory, it's about God's. See, I think sometimes we're so like me, me focused, aren't we? Like we, we could be like, oh man, I'm getting my breakthrough and I'm getting my blessing and I'm getting my miracle and I get, I can't, I'm going to accomplish my purpose. But what about understanding that your purpose is about God's glory being manifested here on earth? He says, this didn't happen because of your sin. This didn't happen because of, of the consequences to your decision. I think it's so easy to look at people's lives and just try to try to figure them out and look at them and say, well, you know why that happened. Well, you know why their life looks like that. Well, you know why this, this person is talking like that. It happened because of this and it happened because of that. But God says, hey, listen, sometimes it's neither. Sometimes it's just that my glory is about to be manifested in their weakness. He says this happened so that my glory so that my fame, so that my name, so that my reputation, so that my renown, so that my power will be manifested in his life. This happened. Can I ask you a question? What is your this happened? What is, what is your, your, you know, your this? You know what I'm talking about? You know your this happened moment? Like, like, God, why did this happen? Like, God, why did this? God, why did this happen? Like, what did I do wrong? And God, could I have done something better? Why did this happen? Why do I feel like I'm blind? Why do I feel like I can't see? Why do I feel stuck here and I can't move forward because I can't see what's in front of me? Why did this catch me by surprise? Why did this happen? Why am I just dealing with the consequences of my parents' sins? Am I just dealing with the consequences of my actions years ago? Why did this happen? Why do I feel like I'm here and I can't get out and it's only, like, why did this 
happen? What is your, your this happen? What is your this happen? And many times we're questioning God, God, why did this happen? And he says, my son, my daughter, I know that this happened. But what you need to understand that in the this that there's a miracle. What you need to understand that it's not because you sinned or you even did something wrong. It's because I'm about to show off in your life. It's because my power is about to be manifested in your life. It's because my glory is about to be manifested in your life. It's because my virtue is about to be manifest in your life. It's because my promise is about to be manifested in your life. It's because the destiny that I have for you is about to be manifested in your life. Why did this just like God why is it that you want to get the glory from things that bring me no glory because if you're like me I'm just saying God I want I want you to you want your glory you want like use use my messages on Sunday look 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 God's glory like, you ever want God's glory just to be ma manifested in your, in your strengths, not your weaknesses? Like, I want God's glory to be manifested in the way I pray for people. Down. You saw? That was God's glory being manifested. Like, I want God's glory to be manifested only in my good things and my generosity that when I give, so many people get to know God. Look at God's glory being manifested. I want it when I sing oceans. Like that's when I want God's glory to be manifested. Take me deeper. Than never wonder. Look at everybody getting slain. God's glory being manifested. And I don't know if it's because it's the anointing or the ears are getting hurt. But for me, it's God's glory. Like God, why can't you use my strengths? Because I think sometimes that we can glorify ourselves in our strengths. But sometimes God brings us to a place where he just wants to get all the glory, even in the thing that you disqualified, the ability to get glory. See, it tells me that God can get the glory in my bro brokenness. It tells me that God can get the glory in my failures. It tells me that God can get the glory in my mistakes. It tells me that God can get the glory in the things that I simply thought were happening to me. And he can get the glory because he's making them happen for me. God can get the glory in your weakness. You see, I didn't see this happening as the ramp that God gets glory and his power, power manifests from. You know, the Bible says that the Apostle Paul asked God to remove something from his life. And his response to the Apostle Paul was, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. My power is made perfect in your weakness. What if the material in which God's glory is made is using the material 
of your weakness. He uses, he, let me get that, let me get that because I'm about to get some glory out of this. Let, let me get your weakness. Let me get your mistakes. Let me get your failures because you can't do anything with your failures. You can't do anything with your mistakes. But in your hands, they're just failures. In your hands, they're just mistakes. In your hands, they're just insecurities. In your hands, they're just bad decisions. But when you give it to me. I take that mistake and I turn it into a miracle. I take those ingredients and I get some glory out of it. Somebody ought to give God a praise that he can take your mistakes. He can take your, he can take your failures. He can take your weakness and he can get glory out. Woo! Sorry that I'm screaming so much. I'm just a little you know Here's my last point. I want, I, want to, I want to bring this to a close. He says that he spit in this, the ground. He made mud. He places mud on his eyes. And, and then the worship team can hold off. You guys are good. When I close the first time means that we have an endless amount of time before I close. <laughs> that was just to re-engage everybody. Oh, he's closing he, he puts mud on this man's face, and he tells him something. He says, hey, I want you to go take a walk. Now, I'm like, yo, this, this guy, este, este Jesus. I'm telling you, Jesus? Like, if there was someone that should have gotten in the past, was this blind man. Like, why are you sending him for a walk when he's blind? Can you imagine, like, hey, I'm going to put, not, not, like, now watch this, like, I'm going to put dirt on your face. In other words, when he encountered Jesus, he didn't have dirt on his face. Because sometimes, let me tell you, when you encounter Jesus, when you had a real encounter with Jesus, sometimes you look worse off than when you came to him. But that's because he's dealing with some stuff that you were just swimming through. And now you're swimming upstream, so you're realizing, oh, snap, I've been blind. And he says, go, go take a walk. And I want you to go to this pool. And I want you to go to the pool. And, and I could just imagine, I visualize, I see the Bible come to life for me. And I just visualize this man like this. Look, with dirt on his face. Now, I love it because actually, this man would have counted steps. So, so okay, step number one. And I think that that's, that's awesome, but, but I also think it's, it's a picture that, that, that he went counting steps, but he came back seeing clearly. And it's a picture of the gospel because in the old covenant, we were counting steps. We were counting ten commandments. But in the new covenant, through grace, we just, we just hear God's voice and are directed by his spirit. <laughs> that's not even my notes. Mira, free, regalao. And I could imagine the, the people looking at him with dirt on his face in the middle of his miracle. Have you ever thought about that? Like he's walking with dirt on his face and people are looking at him with dirt on their face, with dirt on his face. Look at this guy with dirt on his face. How many times have we looked at people with dirt on their face and judged them because they got dirt on their face? What if we were the kind of church 
that welcomed people with dirt on their faces. Because we didn't just see them for having dirt on their face face and feeling like they're too dirty to walk in these in these doors and we felt like they're too unclean to walk in and fellowship here that we saw people with dirt on their face and say oh he's he's in the middle of his process I wonder if you saw your husband with a little dirt on his face and said oh he's in the middle of his process I wonder if you saw your wife with a little bit of dirt in their face I wonder if you saw your kids with a little bit of dirt in there no, 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 no. It's, they look filthy, they're dirty, but they are in the middle of their miracle. Now, I, I love this little nuance that the Bible puts there, and at this moment, I'll, I'll call the worship team up. So that means I may be almost finished. Because I think, here's the truth, I think sometimes we think that we need to get it together before God uses us like I've been there but the Bible says this the Bible says that he he sent this man to this pool and it's Siloam or, or Siloam however you want to pronounce it Bible scholars um, but the but the Bible doesn't often define um, original language in the Bible. It, it, uses, it uses the word, but it usually doesn't put details like that. In this instant, it says, hey, this, this pool sent, uh, this pool selium, it, it means sent. And, and this is what I felt like the Holy Spirit told me. He, he says, I can use people with a little bit of dirt in their face. See, because sometimes we think that we have to um, get it. Sometimes we disqualify ourselves from purpose because we have yet to reach perfection. And, and you need to understand that God can use you. Point number three, God can use you as you're being healed. Am I, am I helping somebody out today? Can I preach the Christ Uncensored? Like God can use you. I want, whoever's watching online, you've disqualified yourself from God's purpose because you haven't reached perfection. But I want to let you know that God can use you as you are being healed. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some instances and there are some responsibilities in God's kingdom that require for you to be healed at a certain level so that you can help other people be healed. But it doesn't mean that simply because you are not healed yet. It doesn't mean that God cannot use you at all. I'm telling you today that God can use you as you are being healed. Another pastor was talking about this church uh, 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 last week. And you know what he said about this church? And I thought that that was such, that was the greatest compliment. This is a church that's 100 years old. And he, you know what he said about Kuhau? He said, I went to Kuhau one day. Now, I'm telling you, we were back in March. So you know when back in March, we was... We was like moonwalking with no. I had rhythm back in March. After the quarantine, no rhythm. And he, he gave me the greatest compliment. He said, it's amazing how you have such a servant culture in your church. He goes, I walked in there and there was not one person there that wasn't serving. He goes, how did you do that? He goes, and I told him, I said, that's just who we are. 
One of our core values is that we serve. We serve with excellence. We're not going to be bosses. We're not going to be domineering. And one of our core values is said that anyone can serve. Why? Because serving is part of your process. Serving is part of your healing. And I could hear people like I could hear, you know, you know, Pastor Rowe, no, like, no, I still got to, I got to get this, you know, I got to get this situation fixed. And when I get this done, and this is a good time to play the background music, by the way, makes me sound amazing. I'll wait. talk to Lisa I just put this in the car I'm like honey I just I just need to let you know something <laughs> where was I baby where was I you were paying attention where was I people okay we serve with excellence and it's part of it we've we've people have disqualified themselves they've been at a place where like God can't I gotta get this together I gotta get my life together I got to get this situation together because I, I, I just can't. I can't. I'm no good for God's kingdom because I got all this stuff going on and I'm not perfect enough. And I just, you don't know what I was doing, Pastor Ro. Like, you don't know. Trust me. Trust me, Pastor Ro. Pastor, te lo digo. Pastor Ro, you don't know what my life looks like. And I'm just here to let you know that God does and God still says, like, I can use you. I can use you. I can use you for my glory. Well, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. I know. But God can use what you have disqualified. God can use you as you are being healed. Don't disqualify yourself from God's purpose simply because you haven't achieved a certain level of perfection. Everybody in this room, hear me clearly as your pastor, as your loving shepherd. If you would, anyone would consider me as their shepherd. If you're in this room, I understand not everywhere new people are here. Listen, as whoever would consider me as a voice of a shepherd, I promise you that God wants to use you no matter what step of your journey. And I know that sometimes our experiences, our past religion, advice has made us feel unworthy to do so. But I want to let you know that God doesn't think that way. He says, I'm sending you to the pool of scent because you're waiting for your breakthrough before you're sent. But I'm letting you know that as you are sent, you'll get your breakthrough. As you are sent, you'll get your healing. As you are sent, you'll get your deliverance. As you are sent. I didn't see this. I didn't see this coming. I didn't think that God could use me in the middle of my, 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 my mess, my, my dirt on my face, my... I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that he could use a pandemic for the greatest outpouring of his love. I, I didn't see that he can somehow use what would make people think that it'll make the church shrink back, that this could actually propel the church to serve more than they ever served before. I 
didn't see this coming. And the Bible says that Jesus encounters him. Watch this. Jesus encounters him another time. The Bible says that when this man is, his eyes are able to see that people start asking him, hey, how do you know this man? How are you, are you still the same man? And are you still, and there's so many messages and preachings that we could preach on that. And are you still that? Are you, are you the man? Are you really him? Who did it? Who did And he's like, I don't know. I just know that I once was blind, but now I see. I just know, I don't know. I don't know all the questions. I don't know the answers to all the theological terms, but here's what I do know. I once was blind and now I see. I once was dead, but now I live. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was broken, but now I'm put together. Bible says that Jesus appears to him again and he says so so what happened he goes yeah Jesus healed me Jesus was in front of him he didn't even recognize can you imagine that you can receive a blessing and not even recognize it was Jesus who did it <sighs> like like people are cursing people and like God has so much blessing going around that he could bless you and not even get the credit for it. And he says, do you know who did that? He goes, I don't know. I just know that, I, I, just, I just know there was a guy, they say his name was Jesus, but I don't know who he is because I never saw him. He goes, I am him. And he goes, here's what I want to do. I want to go to a deeper issue. Because here's the truth. No matter what you come to God for, it doesn't matter. I came to God because, because there was a pretty girl in the church. So I came to God. And in order to get, you know, talk to her, I needed to get to God. That's why I came to church. God don't care about why you come to him. Because once you come to him, he'll deal with you. He'll work in you. He'll speak to you. And in that moment, as I'm trying to get her number, God is trying to get my number. And I got saved in that service. I repented because now I'm married to Lisa. And I should have never been talking to no girls, even though I was not with Lisa. Ever. I don't even know how I had two kids without Lisa. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just joking. And he deals with a deeper issue. He says, hey, I want to look into your heart. And the Bible says that this man experiences an inner healing greater than his external healing. The Bible says he forgave him of all his iniquities, his sins, the thing that was destroying him on the inside, the real blindness that he had. And here's what the Bible says in Corinthians. It says, um, look at that, I'm good. I got three minutes on the clock. And it says, we don't see yet things clearly. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist. You get the picture? Like, I don't, I don't, I just don't see this. Like, I don't, I don't see how God is going to move here. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, we're looking in the mist. We're peering through a mist. But it won't be long before we weather clear the weather clears and the sun shines bright we'll see it all then look what it says it says we'll see it all as clearly as God sees you knowing him directly just as he knows you wait what like I'm I'm gonna be able to see one day as clearly as God sees me in other words that there's gonna be a moment in our life that we're gonna be able to see how God sees I bet you if I were to ask, how many want to see what God sees? We'd all be like, yes, hallelujah. And the Bible says that we will one day be able to see that clearly. 
But the Bible also says that this is eternal life, that when we know Christ, we begin our eternal life. In other words, eternal life doesn't happen when you die and go to heaven. Eternal life happens the moment you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now begins heaven on earth. And he says, you'll be able to see clearly as he, clearly as he sees you. I can see clearly. Because now I'm able to see that there was a miracle in that mess. I'm able to see that there was a breakthrough in that brokenness. I was able to, I'm able to see now when I see mayhem, I know that there's a mission in that mayhem. I know that there's a calling in that chaos. I know that there is a destiny in that dilemma. I know because I could see it now. So what if we started seeing that way? You know, and, and this is where I come to you as a pastor, like as a church community, and if you're watching online, I just want you to lean in for the next 52 seconds as we get ready to pray and, and go into worship. As a pastor, I just want to, I want to pray for us, but I want to ask us something. Can we see God's promise in the middle of a pandemic? Can we see that? Because I'm going to tell you right now, it's been hard for me to see. But what if today we said we're going to see clearly? I got to see the promise in the middle of a pandemic. And, and here's what my prayer is for our church community or for anybody that considers me a voice of a shepherd to them in any regard. You know, we're living in a time, and I told this to our dream team today, that has been serving every single Sunday since we launched. I told this to our dream team, listen, we are living in a day and age where going to church is no longer a priority. And if the enemy could shut down the church, he will, so that God's word won't go forth. The number one thing that is producing people entering into the kingdom of heaven is the church of God. And we're living in a day and age where the church of God is no longer a priority. And again, respectfully and lovingly and as as passionately I can say this to our church community and as lovingly as I can say this to our congregants and our church family, what if we did these three things for the next few months in the middle of a pandemic that we would make the best to make Sunday a priority? Is that too much? Like, is that too much? Like, I sometimes think like, like, where have we gotten this idea that that 90 minutes in church is just, I just, you know, I can't. I'm, I got to watch Netflix. I just can't. I got to. What if we made it a priority to say, you know what? No matter what, I'll be like Joshua. Me and my family, we're going to serve God. Me and my kids, we're going to serve God. I, I, I understand there's a lot of things, there's a lot of programs, there's a lot of stuff. But as for me and my house, I'm going to take authority over my home. I'm going to take authority over my land. And I'm going to say, as for me and my house, we would make it a priority to be in the house of God. Number two, what if we made it a priority to 
say, you know what? God could use my weakness. God could use me as I'm being healed. Pastor Rowe, how could God use me here at Kuha? Because I'm going to tell you right now, Christ Uncensored, the church at large needs what God has given you. I don't care what it is. God has given you something that is meant to bless his people. And you, you might have been disqualifying you, but I want to give, I want to serve you notice today that God could use you in the midst of your healing as you're being healed. And what if you said, you know, I, I'll start with once a month, I'll, I can serve. Sign me up. Go to Guest Connections. Sign me up. I, I'm, how can I serve? So that we can begin to plan what God wants us to unfold in the next few months. And it's going to take not one or two people or, the, or, 10, or 20 percent of the people doing 100 percent of the responsibility. It's going to take all of our family to come together. And the last thing is that we say we're going to make it a priority to just be generous. That no matter what, we are going to give what is unto God. We're going to say, God, this belongs to you. This is my, this is my fan finances. You've given me everything and now I want to give the portion that belongs to you. That's it. Whatever that you decide that is, wherever it is on your journey, in your journey, if you've been following Jesus for a long time, then you know in the Bible it says 10%, but if, you, if, you, if you're not there, whatever you put in your heart, the Bible says decide in your own heart. Whatever that is, commit to that. Be faithful to that. Be dedicated to that. Why? Because God, God's kingdom is, is meant to go forth. And there's a lot of churches and religions that are preaching condemnation. And I just think that it's good fruit here at Christ Uncensored. Can I say that almost objectively? I know I'm biased because it's the church I pastor, but I, almost objectively I can say that Staten Island needs a kind of church that's not going to condemn people, but will carry them into their calling. I said I'm done. Can you get up on your feet? Let's pray together. If you're watching this online, thank you for tuning in. Can we give our online audience a round of applause? Let's praise God for them. I want to pray for us. If you're, you're here today and you hear, hear this, you, you've been brought into this place, I want to pray for you. And maybe there are ears here that have, have never heard this demonstration or this display of God's love. And, and you're saying, I don't want to respond to religion, but I could respond to that. I want, you to, I want you to just say this one prayer after me. And this is all I want you to pray. Say this with me at the count of three, if that's you in this place. Just repeat these words after me. If God has done something in your heart and you want to acknowledge that publicly, say this with me. Say, thank you for your love. I receive your love. Therefore, I give you my life. And I look forward to the rest of this journey together. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Could we lift up our hands and begin to worship? We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.